رادیو رومی Hi everyone, I'm Fatima Keshavarz, welcoming you back to these podcast series called Radio Rumi. Today I want to speak about the concept of arriving, always arriving. And I'm going to tell you that this is one of the most central concepts in the poetry of Rumi. How did I think about this? How did I arrive <laughs> at the conclusion that this is an important concept to share with you? Well, I have something really fun and personal to share with you, and that is, maybe I can describe this with an example. Have you noticed that you may be familiar with a space? You may have even lived in it for a while. And you think you know every nook and cranny, or at least most of them. Then you want to describe this space to other people. Then you discover that you are, in fact, discovering a whole new set of ideas and images and shapes and thoughts about what you thought you were really familiar with. Well, this is the story of me and Rumi's poetry with regard to these podcasts. As I think about so many of you listening to these podcasts, for which I am very thankful, because I feel that it gives something, it gifts something to those of you who follow the series. And I am extremely happy about that. But as I think about what I am going to say next about Rumi's poetry, something that is important enough, relevant enough, make sense to share with others, and so on and so forth, sometimes I suddenly think of something or discover something that I had never thought about before. The concept of arriving is one of them. In fact, sometimes I almost stumble on a treasure, on an important, fascinating inspiring concept which I am discovering because I'm talking to you about them. So a few days ago, a word came to my mind, Amada, which in Persian means I have arrived, I have come, I have reached here. And it was in a line of Rumi which is quite well known, Amada'am kesarnaham eshqetora besarbara. I have come to 
put my head on the line. That is to say, I've come with all that I have. I've arrived here with all my possessions in my hands. And my goal is to live your love, to take it to the furthest possible destination or road or however you think about arrival. I have come to devote myself to you and your love and to live it as best as I can. As these lines were kind of turning in my head, because the poetry is very musical, you can just carry it with yourself like a tune in your mind. Then I started thinking about other instances in which he's speaking about Ahmadan to come to arrive. Come, the soul has arrived. The soul of the world has arrived. Now, this is about the arrival of somebody else, but then sometimes again he talks about his own arrival. I have returned, I've come back, and I have returned from the presence of that beloved. Or sometimes he's watching an important, almost a spectacular arrival of somebody else. In keist, in, in keist, in shirin, no mate. Who is this? Who is this? Who has arrived sweet and so beautiful? Or so sweetly and so beautifully? You can really read them in Persian in both ways. Now, if there is one thing that one can say about good poets, is that they do not use any word or concept accidentally. If there is one thing that they are truly deliberate with, is language. Why do they say arrival and not something else must therefore be because that concept has a special significance for them. Then the question is, what is about arriving that makes it so special to Rumi's language? As I started thinking about that, I used for myself a strategy that I often use in classroom when I'm talking about something that I feel is somewhat abstract. I try to find a visual correspondence to it. And here is the visual correspondence that I found between being and arriving in the moment. I thought about a quiet body of water, a pond, a little lake, I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. It could be very calming, very beautiful, very inspiring. But then I thought about a waterfall. A waterfall is arriving. Every instance of its life, it's an arrival. Or a flowing river, or a breeze. These are instances where we can see the concept of arrival in the nature in which we live. 
Now, this is not about one of these instances being good or the other one bad, but what is the difference between these two concepts is that one of them is about waiting. The lake is waiting for the sun to rise again the next morning, or the breeze come and touch its surface, and the waterfall is about renewal, action, anticipation. Once again, Rumi takes us away from just being, as opposed to deliberately and dynamically arriving in the moment. Why does he think we need it? Again, we can only speculate by reading his poetry. And my speculation is that he really values anticipation. Somewhere else he says, it's the thought of your work that takes you to work every day. And why do we need to have these anticipations? Because not just him, but many mystics have talked about our attachment to habits. In a way, we have the expression in English being a creature of habit. And habit, as the mystics like Rumi have said time and again, is something that numbs us to life. We just do it because it's something that needs to be done every day. As opposed to, I am excited by this. I have been anticipating this and now I want to arrive in the moment of experiencing it. So once again, he does not want us to sit still and let the moments to happen to us, but arrive in each moment and turn it into an event for ourselves so that our lives would become a waterfall, a constant arrival in the moment. Aumadam kesarneham I have arrived here so that I could put my head down in front of you, put my life on the line, and do whatever it takes to live it properly. I know that in your presence, the biggest gift I can take is the act of seeing Nazar, and he compares it to a mash'aleh, a brightened torch that gives light to its surroundings. I have come, I have arrived here, and I am somewhat not quite visible to everyone, like Agl and John, like the inner wisdom, like the inner soul. What do I want to do? I want to take this torch, this ability to see, back with me so that I can brighten my Aql and John, my inner soul. And somewhere else, as you remember um, from the previous episode, on behalf of the beloved, he says, I have come here so that I can grab you by the ear and pull you to myself. Take your heart from you, a Persian expression that means make you fall in love with me. And free you from yourself so that you can sit in my heart and soul. This is the beloved who has arrived to do this. So as you see, these arrivals are about 
in-depth things that could happen to the person who arrives just because they don't sit waiting. They do not let the habits put them to sleep. And then how is it that we remember that? Because that beloved, that friend, that truth supreme, that God, if you like, has left in our home, which is our body, all kinds of neshani examples that tell us that we do have a connection with that beloved. I found in my house a gift that reminds me, a reminder from that king. What was it that I found? A ruby ring and a belt that was studded with jewels. So how did that happen? So this beloved came last night. He or she arrived and I was fast asleep. That king who gives my heart rest, that confidant of my heart and soul. So this one is a different kind of arrival, an arrival that has been missed because the one whose house was the site of the arrival was fast asleep when the king arrived with all those gifts. All right, so let me open a little parenthesis and say something which usually the philosophers talk about, the philosophers interested in time and space. They usually consider our reality a conditioned reality. That is, our life on earth is not totally free. We are conditioned by many things. The ones they put their fingers on are time and space. No matter how advanced we are in technology, there are certain things about the space that limit us, condition us, or impose conditions upon us. We cannot be in two, three, or four places at the same time. And also, we are conditioned by time. We didn't exist before we were born, and we will not exist after we have died, at least not in the form that we are existing now. So, if you think about these concepts about our life, about our being, again, you find another reason why for thinkers and teachers like Rumi, Arrival is so important because, as we talked about just moments ago, arriving transforms the space. It transforms the time. It's a new year. The new year has arrived. The whole sense of the space is different. Or you're sitting at home, a very loving friend arrives in your space. It transforms your house. All right, so these arrivals are also about expanding our ability to live by defying limiting factors such as time and space. So in this one, Rumi talks about how we, the humanity, have come begging for your beauty from a long distance away. Sometimes he gives us examples of 
how beautiful and how effective arrivals are. ماه را از رخ پر نور بود جود و سخا. The moon is so generous. It gives us tons of light that arrive in our nights and give color and brightness to our life. Sometimes he's warning you. خبرت هست که در شهر شکر ارزان شد. خبرت هست که دی گم شد و تابستان شد. Are you sleeping like I was sleeping when the beloved came in the middle of the night and I missed that moment? Do you know that in the city the price of sugar has come down? Sugar was a very important and rare commodity. So do you know now you can go out there and get it much more easily? Do you know that the winter has ended and the summer has arrived? چرخ زنان آمدند کنجم چرخ نصار قدم ایشان شد There are flower-faced beauties who have arrived from nothingness from non-existence in other words from places we don't know anything about These گلرخان, these flower-faced beauties have arrived How have they arrived? چرخ زنان whirling کنجم چرخ نصار قدم ایشان شد They are so glorious, so important, so life-changing that the stars throw themselves at their feet. Of course, when important people like kings and so on arrived, people threw flowers or sometimes even gold coins or something at their feet. So that's, a, that's an image that is quite familiar to his readers. So do you know, are you aware that all these arrivals are happening all the time? The arrival of the summer, the end of the cold season, these beauties arriving, whirling into our daily lives and breaking our habits of falling asleep and forgetting to live. And then again, what happens with habit and falling asleep is a Laziness is a lack of interest in doing, in moving, in arriving. So it's waking you up. خیز که جان آمده است. جان جهان آمده است. دست زنان آمده است. ای دل دستی برا. Come on, get up. The soul has arrived. The soul of the world has arrived. How has he arrived? Or how has she arrived? Clapping her hands and turning and whirling Adel dasti my heart begin dancing and clapping with that soul ab hayat amade ast rooz najat amade ast qand o nabat amade ast ay sanam qand then he begins thinking about images that we ordinary people understand and appreciate the water of life has come the life-giving wine, the water of life, has come. That's a bit abstract. The day of freedom has come. That's still a little bit abstract. Sugar candy has arrived. My beloved, oh my sweet-giving beloved. And then he talks about his own arrival. But always, always, that I is a much bigger I than Rumi himself. He wants us to be 
able to include ourselves in that I. باز آمدم باز آمدم از پیش آن یار آمدم در من نگر در من نگر بهر تو غمخار آمدم I've come back I've come from the presence of that beloved I have arrived as the one who can care for you look at me در من نگر در من نگر بهر تو غمخار آمدم and again as always he sees sadness as a trap, as something that will destroy these arrivals and these moments of happening. So he says, Shad oh, madam, shad oh, madam, as jumle azad oh, madam, chandin hazaran sal shot, tauman begoftar oh, madam. I've come happy, or rather, I've arrived happy. I've arrived free. Thousands of years have passed, and I have learned to speak. In other words, my words, that's Rumi talking, my words, my language, is the result of thousands of years of life happening in this universe. Thousands of years of arrivals, physical and spiritual. So listen to what I have to say. And then again, he wants us to see that the beloved is in a constant state of arrival too. In keist, in, in keist, in shirin, no zibao, aumade. Who is this? Who has arrived sweet and beautiful, or sweetly and beautifully. Sarmastu na'lein dar bagal, dar when people arrived in houses, they put their shoes under their arms, meaning, I don't want to dirty your house with my shoes. I am going to come in bare feet, which was also a sign of respect. So how has the beloved come? Drunken and shoes under her arms, the beloved has arrived. اندیشه سرگردان شده صد عقل و جان اندر پیش بی دست و بی پا آمده The house is bewildered by her presence Isn't that an amazing image? Usually the people in the house are bewildered but the house itself doesn't have any sense Not for this moment This moment of arrival brings everything to life, including the house itself. So the house is totally bewildered by this arrival. And the thought is now confused. A hundred souls and lives are running, seeking the beloved. Be dasto be They arrive without hands and feet. And then he addresses the beloved. Shad aumadi, shad aumadi. Jadu wa ustad aumadi. Chun hud hud peygambari as pisha anqa aumadi. Now one can do a whole program commenting on this one line because it refers to another major work by a very well-known Sufi attar of Nishabur called The Conference of the Birds. Now the leader of the birds is hud hud and is guiding the birds towards the legendary bird, Anqa. Rumi uses 
the resonance of the concept of the hothood guiding the birds towards this legendary anga and says to the beloved, you have arrived happy. You have arrived like a magician, like a teacher. Why a magician? Because our sleepiness of habit needs a magic to be transformed into wakefulness and into arrival. John Hodhode Peygamberi, you are like the Hodhode, the hoopoe who spoke to Solomon. And you have come to us from the legendary bird and call. In other words, seeing the arrival of the beloved is itself a transforming moment. And then he takes us to the natural world around us. Look at the flower who has arrived next to the thorn. So don't think you are not important enough. Flowers pay attention to thorns. They open their hearts and they come like a loving being. Mahraunagar. برآمده مهمان شب شده دامن کشان ز عالم انوار آمده Look at the moon that has arrived like a guest to the night it is coming from the world of brightness and light خورشید را نگر که شهنشاه اختر است از بحر عذر گازر غمخوار آمده and here he introduces a very this-worldly, very tangible concept. They used to wash clothes, hang them on lines outside under the sun to dry. Many places they still do that. So he says, look at the sun, who was the king of all stars, but it has arrived in order for the one who washed his or her clothes to get them dry properly. And then I want to end with two really well-known and beautiful poems. One is, Andakandak jam emastan mirasa, Andakandak meiparastan mirasa. Little by little, the drunken ones arrive. Little by little, wine worshippers arrive. Andakandak زنجهان هست و نیست نیستان رفتند و هستان میرسند Little by little from this world which is made up of being and non-being the non-beings go and the living ones arrive جان پاکان چون شعا آفتاب از چنان بالا به پستان میرسند The soul of the pure-hearted ones like the rays of the sun from high up shine on all those who are down here. In other words, never consider yourself below welcoming those who come from high up there. And on that note, I want to end with a few lines from a ghazal that's again also very well known. And it's basically about the arrival of the spring. But again, that's a news. That's an arrival. Biaoid, biaoid, ke golzar damidast. 
بیایید بیایید که دلدار رسیده است. You can look at a flower field and say flowers are here. For Rumi, بیایید بیایید که گلزار زمیده است. Come, see, the flowers have arrived. بیایید بیایید که دلدار رسیده است. Come, come, the beloved has arrived. بران زشت بخندید که اون ناز نماید. بران یار بگرید که از یار بریده است. Cry for the lover who separated from his or her beloved. At the one who pulls himself away. ناز is like saying, well, you're not worthy of me. I don't want to be with you. He says, well, laugh at those who do that. And come, come. بکوبی دهل ها و دگر هیچ مگویی. Don't even think about what you need to say. Just play your drums. The heart and the soul have run away. Just beat your drums and don't say anything. Your heart, your wisdom... Your life, they're all now going to run and start dancing with the sound of the drum. And ending with the actual Persian rhythmic azal, because it's a very musical one. Biaoid, biaoid, ke golzar damidast. Biaoid, biaoid, ke deldar residast. Biaoid, be ek bar, hame jaun o jahan ra bekhorshid, sepaarid. که خوش تیغ کشیده است بران زشت بخندی که اون ناز نماید بران یار بگری که از یار بریده است بکوبید دهل ها و دگر هیچ مگویید چه جای دل و عقل است که جان نیز رمیده است On this musical note wishing you a wonderful week and looking forward to talking to you very soon. Goodbye.